This is CliffCentral.com. Ooh, what does this button do? Please, please, do not push the button. You have no idea what it is. The- Talking Tech with the Techie Guy, Leroy Sekir, on CliffCentral.com. Good day, this is another episode of Talking Tech with me, Liron Seger on cliffcentral.com And in the studio we have got some amazing people We have got Claire who is back Hello Claire Hello, how are you? So good to have you back Yay. And making her debut, kind of a virginal radio um, doom. Of the cherry There we go um, Is we got Vicky um, from My Broadband Hello Vic are you ready for this? Yes, I am. Are you good to go? I am good. And to go. And I'm ready to go. <laughs> okay, we've got an amazing topic today on South Africa. Is, is We have Women's Day today, so happy, happy to everybody out there. And our topic today is all to do with sex. Okay, so, Jonty, don't get upset. This is not the sex talk on Fridays. Okay, you haven't <laughs> misunderstood. If you're into that kind of thing, sex talks on Fridays with Jonty is the one you should be listening to. Um, nobody's going to get spanked here today. At least I don't think so. Uh, okay, I'm going. No, sorry about that. I didn't bring the paddle. <laughs> Damn, note to self. Um, but today, you know, tech and sex always seems to go together, hand in hand. Oh, excuse the pun. Oh, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't resist. Aww. Okay, cute. Um, so today we're talking about um, Dr. Eve's new book called Cyber Infidelity. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Everyone go, ooh? ooh. I was thinking a little more seductively, but okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're going to talk about that. Um, but we are, we're going to get Dr. Eve is not in studio. She is, uh, we're going to get her on the line very, very shortly. But we're going to start off with a story that, um, Vicky, um, you brought us, um, called the SA, uh, uh, SA kids are sexting a lot. And that's it actually can lead them into some serious trouble. What's up with that? Yeah, it can. So, um, Essentially what the story is about is that kids at school as young as 10 years old are sexting each other. So they're sending pictures, they're sending provocative texts, and um, they can actually be prosecuted for child pornography, the, the creation Seriously. and distribution of child pornography. Yeah, it's quite so, hectic. So they actually don't realize that that's actually – I mean, they, might, they could be thinking it's all innocent to their friends – but it's actually porn, yeah. but child pornography as well. And they're creating it themselves. They are the ones creating child pornography, essentially. And if you distribute it, so if you get something and forward it to like 10 of your mates, you're like the distributor. I mean, you can get into trouble for that as well. Yes. And what actually makes it worse is that not only is, is that what's happening, but it's also leading to cyberbullying, so, which is quite a serious issue as well. And there was an example of a, of a girl who engaged in um, sexual intercourse with two boys. And um, they posted that online. And she was bullied so badly, she, she ended up killing herself. It's quite sad. Sure. But I mean, I mean, we spoke to the Film and Publication Board a couple of weeks ago, on, and you can download that podcast. But it was also quite interesting because we were all saying that how we were so worried about the Film and Publication Board censoring us and what we can do online and what we can't. But once you kind of delve a little bit deeper into this, it's for these kind of cases mm. that, um, that that's what these guys are, are, are about, to make sure that these poor kids, I mean, you know, you, you, what young, dumb, and full of cum, as they say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what ages are we talking about here? Yeah. Well, like I said, as young as, as even 10 years old. So the, they were, I mean, obviously with um, uh, like 
underage sex in general. It's and actually child pornography counts as anyone under the age of eighteen. So even seventeen year olds should not be doing this, mm. which seems a bit old. But I mean ten is young. Like that's that really young. Young. That is young. What do you know about anything at yeah. that age? I wouldn't even think you have sexual urges at that <laughs> age, but apparently But you've got tech and that's the problem. <sighs> yeah, that is the problem. Kind of everything's online and everything you've seen. Mm. But I mean I think I mean we've got a kind of whole show about kind of cyberbullying. But the whole thing is that um People, parents make the mistake of saying, well, they're very, very strict at home without explaining to the kids why. Mm. Um, then they go to somebody else's house who is not so strict, and all of a sudden they go into this thing called YouTube, and then, ooh, yeah. boobies. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, and then, kind of, then it all kind of go, goes horribly wrong. Pear-shaped. Yeah, pear It all goes <laughs> tits up, I was going to say. But yeah, do you know what I'm saying? Um, but the whole thing is that um, with, with, with kids, it's about the education, not about blocking. Because yeah. if you can block until you, you know, forever – but they will find a device that's unblocked. They'll find a way around it. They'll find friends that don't access it. No and especially non-techy parents who don't know any better. Mm. Okay, um, they kind of uh, you you find a way to do this. Mm. So it is quite it is quite rough. So I mean, cutting them off is not really cutting the them off is not a is, is not is not is not a thing. Mm. Mm. Um, guys, so we um, going to be chatting um, all about kind of sex technology. Um, you know, cyber infidelity is WhatsApp messaging called cheating. Um, when you're sending pictures um, but never get physical, is that cheating? What about people who only get physical once off and kind of pissed at a bar mm. and then never see each other again? How does how do we see that? Um, if you want to join us, um, let's can out our Twitter accounts because people have been sending us messages anyway. Claire, what's your Twitter handle? It's at Claire Petra, C-L-A-R-E-P-E-T-R-A. And Vicky, yours? So mine's at Vicky Sidler, V-I-C-K-Y-S-I-D-L-E-R. And mine's at Liron underscore S-E-G-E-V. Or the official one is at, at CliffCentral.com or on WeChat is at CliffCentral.com. Um, so, on if you're on WeChat, kind of send us some messages. I know you guys have already been sending us whoa, quite a bit of questions over the last couple of yes. uh, couple of days. Um, let's see if we can get Doctor Eve on the phone and see if we can get her on that. Uh, hello, are we here? Hello, hello, hello. Hi. That was almost like in harmony. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> right. Thanks for joining us. Um, where are you? Where are you at the moment? Are you out? Are you, I am at the Cullinan Hotel and preparing for my very first TEDx talk. Ooh, wow. No, no wow. pressure. No wow. pressure. <laughs> TEDx are awesome. Those, yeah. those are great platforms. Yep. Yeah. So talking cyber infidelity at TEDx, and as you all know, TEDx is about bringing new ideas. Sure. And this is a new idea. So, you know, really thank you for having me on, on Cliff Central to share this new idea. And it's a great timing, especially today. So thank you on a public holiday as well on Women's Day. Or whatever that means, right? <laughs> um, so now we, we've we've had these questions pouring in every time. I, every time I send a message out saying we're talking to you, people just want to know stuff. So I think let's start off by kind of a quick introduction. Um, you know, so those who don't know, I mean, I don't think there's anyone who doesn't know, but we do have an international audience, so that's quite cool. Um, so Dr. Eve is an accredited um, couples and sex therapist, um, written plenty of books, articles, blogs, columns, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and in your spare time, you write some books, right? Yeah, I've written four. Ah, details. I only four. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so this new book is this is kind of it's available now, um, and it's called Cyber Infidelity: The New Seduction. So what's kind of give us a quick overview of the actual book itself. So the book happened because I am curious and because things came to me. 
I've always worked with infidelity because I'm a couple and sex therapist, and for 30 years I understand what infidelity is. Ashley Madison came into South Africa in 2012, and they brought their site, and as you probably know, their mm-hmm. byline is, life is short, have an affair. I was really opposed to this and thought this was not a good idea for our country. I've never been, I have to acknowledge, I've never been on a dating site, so I didn't really have an idea what it was. And then, strangely enough, women started pouring into my therapy room and telling me what a great time they were having on Ashley Madison. These women identified themselves as being happily married, with no intention of getting a divorce, and surprising themselves with how much fun they were having, cyber-sexing, cyber-flirting, cyber-chatting, and even going offline to meet men. And they wondered if this was actually infidelity. And because it was happening with such regularity, I started blogging about it and talking about it on radio. And Noel Biederman, who's the founder of Ashley Madison, he came to me and he said, I think you're ready to work with me now. And I said, you know what? (laughs) There is this new phenomenon, and I'm calling it cyber infidelity, and I'm desperately curious about it. So, yeah, bring it on. I want your database, and I want to do the work. And that's when I began doing my research, which was over two years ago. Sure. So you must have seen... A lot of action. I mean, people, are, as you said, people have sat on the couch saying, look, we're having a lot of fun. Uh, we're happily married. So that's, that, that seems to be quite a, quite a common statement that people are making. But yet we're still on the site for, for fun. Yeah, that is the anomaly. Because usually with infidelity, it's people who are saying, I'm neglected. I feel deprived. I really think I may be getting a divorce. I'm not really happy here. But this was a different conversation altogether with people saying, I am happily married, men and women. They're mm. saying, that they were going to go online. They were online and they were chatting and flirting and taking it offline because they could. Um, with a lot of research, I found that what progresses this so very, very rapidly, and I'm sure all of you in studio who own a device um, and a mobile phone specifically are very aware of how a chat can go from, hi, what you're doing mm-hmm. to what you're wearing to would love to see underneath or I'd love to be underneath, I'd love to be inside in about a heartbeat. And this is called the AAA engine, where it's affordable and it's accessible and it's anonymous, and mm. suddenly you're thrown into a world that you really didn't anticipate going into, and which, and, and this is the most pivotal thing, you do not define as being infidelity. If you think about what we think infidelity is, our traditional idea of what that is, it is bodily exchange of fluids. It's real-life sexual okay. contact, right? Mm. 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 So here is this incredible conundrum of, It feels fantastic. I'm not defining it as infidelity. In fact, my entire life feels happier now that I have got this AAA engine. I'm online. I'm shopping groceries. I'm doing my work. I'm lying next to my partner in bed, and I'm having the most fantastic sex. (laughs) But I'm online, and I don't think it's cheating. And then the crash happens when your partner picks up your mobile, scrolls through, and sees all the sexting that you were referring to earlier on happening online. And then the world Falls apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, so now the question is: has got to be. I mean, I, I'm kind of people. Want, a lot of people want to, wanted to stay anonymous. I think there's still kind of the stigma of um, you know these kind of these kind of questions. So I'm kind of let's we'll go through a couple of these questions. But the most common ones there um, seems to be that: is there a difference when you're only doing something on like a WhatsApp and you'll and you'll never make physical contact? versus something drunk on a Saturday night and, you know, on a business trip, something happens once off and you'll never see that person ever again. That seems to be a very common question. And I love that because what it's teaching us is that we really need to learn what cyber infidelity is all about. That's the biggest obstacle is that we don't know what the definition of it is. The clinical definition of cyber infidelity is when two or more people get into 
a committed relationship and then one or both of them begin to have synchronous or asynchronous chats with other people. These are people who feel that they've committed and this is all done in secret. This is a big, big point that it's secretive from mm. a partner. It also is emotional, it's sexual or it may be pornographic and at the very root of it, it violates the traditional value systems of monogamy, fidelity and commitment. And you and your partner may have completely different ideas of what that means. And what it's forcing us to do, which, which I love, of course, is that it's making us revisit our rules of relationship and renegotiate what is and ex- not, it is and is not acceptable on what I call sex tech. Mm-hmm. So we're all creating new sex tech rules in order to know, is this flirting? Is this actual sexting? Is this something which is acceptable? What is, what would I define as acceptable? So it isn't dependent on an expert to say, you are now committing cyber infidelity. Mm. Each couple has to decide for themselves what cyber infidelity means. So they're on the same page is what you're saying. Absolutely. So there is the same page, but there is now an additional element which, which you're on, which you mentioned right now. And that is we have so many different forms of relationship. So the physical contact one, we all get that. You know, you go and you have a drunken episode and if your partner, dis- if your partner discovers, for sure they're going to define that as infidelity. Mm. If you have a mm. follow the tradition, which is no sexual contact with somebody else because we have a belief that we are the one and only, we should only be having sexual fidelity with this one person. If, however, you discuss it and you say, well, there are different forms of relationship that we're all engaging in now. There is casual sex, and that may be defined as a hookup. And this person may be saying to each other, hookups are okay, as long as you're not going to fall in love with this person. Or you could say, it's okay to have oral sex in this person as long as you don't kiss. Or actually, I agree that we bring in a third person. Or consensual non-monogamy is the way to go. So we have this plethora of different relationship forms that we're choosing from and has left us completely confused. Absolutely what relationships are about and what really is infidelity. Um, why are people engaging in um, like cyber infidelity if there's no physical contact? What is the appeal? Ah, that's a, that's a brilliant question. I asked my respondents, you know, what were they doing there because they said they're happily married people. They all told me that they get incredible emotional and sexual satisfaction at home. So here's the kicker. Men are looking for online. First of all, you've got to remember because it's a triple A engine. Because it's in your hand and it's just so mm. affordable, it doesn't cost you money, it's accessible to you immediately in the moment, 24-7. You've got this other or other people that you're connecting with and are giving you good feelings. Sure. You're feeling fantastic. Um, and if you consider what your in-real-life relationship is like, it's filled with conflict, difficult conversations. You get online, it's conflict avoidance, it's playful, it's sexy. Our domestic lives are filled with drudgery and difficult situations that we have to deal with, domestic situations that we have to deal with all the time. So we online because we can and also because we are not defining it as infidelity because there isn't the physical exchanges of bodily fluids until we get caught out. And I will talk about the pain because that's so extreme. So is cheating more common than we think? Oh, my goodness. I mean, <laughs> cheating has always happened as long as there's been marriage, cheating has happened throughout the, you know, mankind. We know that. 
we don't really have statistics of how many people cheat. There are statistics thrown around from like 50% to 76% and women just as much as men. But I mean, cheating is about secretiveness. So Mm. who really discloses? And that's in real life. Online, we have no idea because we come back to the original conversation. We don't know how to define it. Who defines what infidelity is? Mm. I can define it as I can, I work with couples, for example, who she will see he has been sent an email to a colleague and she will say that was flirtatious and inappropriate. And he says that was absolutely just being convivial and collegial. Mm, And I don't think that that was cheating at all. Mm, So couples are having new conversations, which I love, about very difficult situations. But I mean, a lot of it's got to do with, uh, with, with the whole excitement factor. So, um, if you're, there was a movie, um, called True Lies with Arnold Schwarzenegger where he thought his wife was having an affair with a car salesman. But his whole technique, how he picked up women was he pretended to be a spy. So he met this woman at the restaurant, gave her a briefcase and said, I'll make contact with you shortly. And she was, she never thought about having this affair until he put this, um, this obstacle or this kind of temptation in front of her. And all of a sudden, she wasn't talking about her kids. It wasn't about the school run. It wasn't about all of that. It was something brand new. And that was the excitement factor for her. So, and I think a lot of people have got this, you know, people are very different behind the text than they are in real life. They'll say, they'll definitely be much more out there on a text message or a tweet. And when you say to them, repeat that in real life, no, they can't. Mm. There seems to be a lot of freedom with that, with this new technology. And you can take on a totally different persona. Like uh, you can be a completely different person to who you are well, we, we know, we meet a lot of these, a lot of these people at tech events and they give you like their Twitter handle and you go, oh my God, you're so different than yeah. you are online. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we find, we, uh, are you finding that that's happening? People are taking technology and using that as a mask kind of to create a new, a, a new life for themselves. Well, you know, I'm going to say that it's not really a new life because we we hide behind that and we justify that say it's not really us. It's a different person. Mm. It's a new life. It is us. What has happened on what happens to us all as we go online is something which is called hyper-personal intimacy. Because it's so affordable and accessible and it's in your hand and it's anonymous and because it's 24-7, you begin to disclose things about yourself that you would never disclose to the person lying next to you in bed, that you would never disclose even to yourself or to your friends, and you find that that is utterly liberating. This hyper-personal intimacy, which is only through emoticons, rich descriptive words, give you the freedom to express yourself in a way which is you, but is completely new and liberating. And that's one of the reasons, and you asked earlier, now why do we go online? It's one of the drivers for getting online and being totally seduced by this world. It's because of the newness of what we're experiencing. It's called being interactive. You use an imagination, and it's all about fantasy. And you love yourself. You're loving the experience. What researchers show, mine mine reflected exactly other research as well, is that there is an increase in self-esteem, that there is a heightened sense of quality of life. You begin to dream again. You have a much better relationship with your primary partner and your sexual life increases at home. Mm. So it's like, mm. why not? Uh, so it, it, it almost sounds like it's a good thing. Mm. Do you think it's, um, <laughs> do you think it's an ego boost as well? That's, that, that it's a huge thing for, I, I mean, I'm just thinking my friends and a lot of them feel a bit neglected at home in marriages and all that kind of thing. Do you think that cyber side of things is maybe the bit of a, attention that they need? And, and maybe to feel attractive and, and that kind of thing? Well, you know, when I began, I asked people, is it that you're going online to get attention and because you want to feel special? 
And these were people who were saying to me, and I had 62,600 respondents. So it's a lot of people in five different countries. Okay. <laughs> and they were saying to me, number one was not because I wanted to feel special. Guess what the woman was saying? Go on, I'm go again on. online because I am sexually bored at home. And my motivation is to have satisfactory sex. And I love that. Women are kick-ass online. What the men were saying, which we would expect, I think, is that they wanted to be experimental. They were curious. And they also, unexpectedly, were finding they were less inhibited. They felt less judged and were sharing more online than they did with their partners. So it's a whole new world of unexpected breaking down of gender stereotypes as well. I, I mean, I think in, in the olden days, I'm going to use that in, in very loosely. Um, you know, when you lived till you were 30, you know, till death do us part made sense. I mean, you, you, you got bitten by a rat and you died. That was the end of that. You were 30, you lived in London, you, you weren't making it through the plague. You and I'd you know, be a goner by now. You know, we, 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 would be over, we would be dead. Um, but I mean, these days, the people are living that much longer. Is it a reality that you can just be, that one person can absolutely tick every single box? all the time for you? It's an unrealistic expectation that, thank goodness, thank goodness has now been dismissed away from us. But what does the future hold for us? You know, yes. This is what I looked at, is are these values of um, monogamy and fidelity and exclusivity, sexual fidelity and commitment, are they still relevant? And I expected my respondents to say, no, nah, done with it. I mean, here they are, they're sitting on a dating site for married people. Mm. To a man, to a woman, ages 18 to 55 plus, they all said to me, oh, we totally agree with this value system. We totally believe in the traditions of commitment and fidelity and monogamy. Because for them, until they went offline, they were not committing infidelity. Everybody agreed that going offline was then real-life infidelity. And by the way, 76% of women go offline between one and five days after their first chat. So, yeah. so, I mean, are you finding, did you find that women um, kind of were more aggressive or more, more active than the guys keen. were? More keen. <laughs> Eager. I don't know. Batteries were charged. I don't know. And for the women who are sitting in the studio right now, I'm sure that you can totally relate to this, that in real life, we have got reputations that we still care about. We fear slut-shaming. We fear to be sexually shamed as well. So we do not act as seductively as we want unless we're really drunk. Mm. Get online. <laughs> the absolute unregulated space and freedom where you are able to act in whichever way that you want without fearing that your reputation is going yes. to be ruined. Yeah. Women yeah. are absolutely, I don't want to use the word aggressive because it sounds negative, they are seducing and they are being seduced in the most magnificent way where they are experiencing that freedom. They do not want to be leaving their partners because, and I ask them, what do you expect from relationships today? What do you, what do you want in your marriage? And you know what they told me? Their first primary need in a relationship, in a primary relationship, is best friends. Oh, and I would have thought oh, lovers. I would have thought sex. But no, best friends. And they're going online because they want satisfactory sex. So it's a bit more liberating is what you're saying. Completely liberating for women because of the fact that it's anonymous and it's affordable and it's accessible to them. We have to talk about the pain. So please let's not forget to talk about the pain before we're done with, with this chat. Okay, so before we get onto the painful topic, um, <laughs> let's, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back right after this. I am the future of South Africa. On my shoulders, I carry the hopes and dreams of generations to come. 
I'm eager to learn, but even more eager to use my knowledge for good. I know that it's not where I come from, but where I'm going to that really matters. At Sibanya Gold, we believe our youth is worth its weight in gold, which is why we are so committed to developing, nurturing, and grooming our young people into future leaders. Sibanya Gold, we are one. Talking Tech with the Techie Guy, Yvon Segev, on CliffCentral.com. And we are back on Talking Tech on CliffCentral.com. And we have got in studio, we've got a couple of people. So this is a menage a trois of sorts. Um, we have, Duncan. Well, okay. A little bit more than three. Um, all right. So we've gotcha. got, that, that was Claire, obviously. Um, and then we've got Vicky from our board band making her debut today. Aww. Hello. Right, and she has chosen the best day to do this because we've got Dr. Eve on the phone talking about cyber infidelity. And Dr. Eve, you're going to tell us about, you know, the partner side of things and, and that kind of stuff. Hello. The pain. The Hi. pain of it. We're back to pain, and not in the good kind. No, that's no. for Friday. You know, I started my hypothesis when I started doing the research, and I thought, well, you know what? I mean, we live in the tech world. Get over it. Suck it up. This is what we're going to be doing. We're online. We're maybe we're cheating, maybe not, but we're having a good time. We're happy, and I like people should be happy. And I thought, well, what I'm going to do is just kind of get to teach people how to integrate cyber worlds into the regular world and cyber infidelity won't be such a big deal it's okay and then as months went by and i saw couple after couple coming in with pain a unique kind of pain that i've never ever seen before and i've been doing this for like 35 years the pain was so extreme that it made me revisit my entire hypothesis again i really had to rethink what the place of cyber infidelity is in our world. So the pain is like quite unique from regular infidelity and I hope none of you have experienced infidelity because it is a pain so deep and so raw that it sometimes is is you, you just can't recover and many people do but it's very difficult. What makes this pain very uniquely different are five different factors. Is first of all you finding that there is this this person has got visuals that you are exposed to. Now, if he's just bent the secretary over the desk, you don't ever get to see it. You use your imagination and you think about it and it hurts you. But here you've got text messages and pictures that have been sent up and down. So you've got a visual image of what's gone down. You then look at this person you think, who are you? You're a stranger. You disclose an emotional stuff online that you've never told me about. So that is incredibly painful. You then look at this and say, how am I ever going to trust you again? Because you're walking around with the device all the time. I'm going to have to police you, which is a ridiculous way to live your life. You're also seeing the sexual side of this person that you have never seen before. This may be the woman who's lying next to you in bed and saying, I don't ever feel like sex. And suddenly you see the sexual person online chatting and fantasizing and interacting in a way that they've never done with you. And you realize that actually... I have to rewrite my entire marital relationship rules and it becomes a very, very painful experience for couples to go through. And based on that, my hypothesis changed where I said, actually, we've got to take care of us, of our sex tech lives. We've got to sit down as couples and create new rules of relationship which integrate sex tech as part of our lives, but in a way that couples are going to find that they still have privacy, but they're able to manage their lives much more elegantly than getting caught and having pain. So you're saying encourage the relationship, but um, discuss it with your partner and and and, and draw a line, or, or 
I don't ever encourage infidelity. No. It's, it's the most painful thing. I'm saying that we encourage partners to relook their relationships because there's so many different choices of relationships that are on offer. Relook your relationship. They don't work as they were. Because of technology, we expect different things from each other today. We expect different things, and therefore we have to integrate technology into it. I love that couples use technology to WhatsApp each other. I mean, I ask couples, you know, what do you do in your online life? What is your online relationship like? And they'll say to me, oh, it's like pick up the kids and go buy milk and bread on the way home. There's nothing erotic about it. And at the same time, they're having this incredible WhatsApp conversation where they're undressed and they're kind of masturbating. Why don't you do that with your real-life partner? Why don't you try and bring something a little erotic into a very mundane and difficult domestic situation? So it's weaving in tech with your real life. Okay. okay. So is that what you're recommending? Is that what you're recommending to people that they bring sexting into their current relationships rather than oh. looking for it elsewhere? Absolutely. Um, I don't judge that people should or shouldn't look for it elsewhere. I am there to show that the pain is absolutely right. But definitely you want to sexualize your real-life relationship a lot more and discuss what other forms of relationship are good for you. Do you still want those traditional values? And most people will say, yes, I want fidelity and commitment and monogamy. But, hey, what are we going to do to make those a little more interesting? What are we going to do to make our relationship a little more exciting? Because the old way of relating doesn't work. We have a third element in our relationship today called technology. It's woven in and we have to account for it. So what? how much privacy should we have? We want to avoid secrets. Privacy meaning I am allowed to have, I'm allowed, you should be having Facebook pages, but how much of it should you be having on your own and how much should you be sharing with a partner? Mm-hmm. But the, the question is going to be that, you know, couples are saying, look, you know, I've known this person for forever and we've done absolutely everything together and, 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 um, Maybe they want to express a, a different side of them, or, or, you know, not necessarily with somebody else, but they would look at it as saying, look, I'm just getting kind of, um, I'm getting kind of that vibe or that feeling from a, my text conversations, but I'm actually, but I'm the actual act I'm doing with my partner. So if you remember in the olden, in the days of the internet when porn first came out and it was, it was amazingly available at a touch of a button, the big problem then was, um, that, the guys, it was mainly a guy thing. They were going to their office, looking at porn, coming home, and they were ready. But the wife was just, you know, she was not even, haven't even got started yet. Um, and this is kind of the technology element that seems to be happening more and more where, you know, he, um, he or she these days are getting kind of very turned on by this conversation, but the actual act is still happening with their partner. Yeah, that's called emotion. If somebody would define it, if your partner Mm. saw that you were having this fantastic Twitter conversation with me and it was really even intellectual and we began to share thoughts and ideas on books or on music that we liked and your partner found it, if you keep it secret, that's when it hurts. You just, you know, we have to remember that, that the pain comes from the secrecy. It's not really from the content and what you're doing. It's that I am excluded from something which I felt I was absolutely part of. I feel as if I'm part of you. And that's where the shredding and the newness comes in, where actually I'm not the one and only. I'm not the most special to you. I can have many one and onlys. You will be my primary partner. And what I'm going to have with you is different from what I have with other people. But it doesn't mean to say that I'm going to be cheating. And the only way to avoid that pain is to have privacy but not secrecy. So privacy means that you know that you have the right, and I believe people should have the right, to have Facebook conversations, but you want to allow your partner to know about them. 
So your partner knows that I am having a Facebook friend and hey, you know what this person told me or you know what I'm learning from this person? Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be detailed description. It doesn't have to be them scrolling through and having access to all of your private conversations. But it's them knowing that you are doing this so they do not feel excluded and they don't feel as if you are conducting a secretive affair behind their back. Do you think insecurity comes into it quite a lot? I think that couples can just declare how much security or insecurity they have by their very actions. Okay. If there is somebody who is going to be insecure, no matter whether you're online or whether you're in real life, they're going to be insecure. Mm. Having a device in your hand is certainly going to heighten the insecurity because you can't police it and control it. But your relationship should not be dependent on that. I mean, don't deflect from your relationship insecurity. If you're insecure, that means you have to go back to your relationship and say, there is something in this relationship that makes me insecure. Mm. I am insecure as a person or I have difficulty attaching in a secure way. So then it becomes about you. You know, we can't blame technology for what's going on. Mm. Uh, so we've got a question from Cindy and you spoke about the privacy element of this. And basically she wants to know, doesn't make it right to check someone's WhatsApp messages. Mm. Uh, that has to be part of your sex tech rules. If you and your partner agree that you can scroll through each other's messages, then you can do that. But if you agree that this is actually something private that I don't, wouldn't want you to do, and I'm also acting in a way which is integrous, I'm acting in a way which is I'm not keeping secrets from you. I think, I think it's pretty awful that you have to scroll through somebody's, sure. somebody's phone or go through their computer, look at their history in order to find out who they are. I think this is teaching us that we have to have enhanced communication with our partners. Because quite frankly, if you open yourself up for WhatsApp, if you say, look at my messages, I don't think the, the other person isn't going to look at them because they think they can trust you. Yeah, but I think but that's, but that's the whole thing is that if you say, um, I want to look at your phone and I say no, there, immediately. Oh, hiding? Exactly. There's immediately that question of saying, Can I well, look at your phone, Leron? Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one I don't trust you. You sent me those messages, you know. <laughs> Um, I, I think that's kind of that's the whole thing. Is that technology? I think has made it easier, um, especially. Uh, I, I like the way you phrase it that, that it's so easily accessible and it's in the palm of your hands and you can do it from literally anywhere. Um, that's why it's a, it's a lot easier for guys and uh, guys and girls to um, to find kind of those kind of conversations if they're looking for them. But I suppose you've got to be that kind of person who wants to look for it, right? Mm. No, no, Leroy, I have to disagree with you. Ooh. I think we inadvertently fall into them. Uh-huh. And it can be, absolute, because it's a AAA engine, we inadvertently fall in. We're all online. We're all tweeting. Um, we're all on Facebook or on Twitter, I mean, on WhatsApp or Snapchat mm-hmm. or whatever it is that we, we're on. And we are connecting with thousands of different people. And some of those conversations get to be really stimulating, whether intellectually, emotionally, or sexually. That is the fact of it. We don't go out and look for an affair. That's what makes us so different. We don't define it as cheating or cyber infidelity. It's only when your partner says, I am absolutely shocked that you are showing your panties to somebody who you don't know. And you will say, but it means nothing to me. And he says, but it means something to me because for me it's sacred that I'm the only one who gets to see your panties. So please show just your hands or show just your face, but don't show your panties. And then there is a negotiation that goes on around that. And then it becomes, do you feel neglected in in our marriage? Mm -hmm. And she'll say, no, it's just that this is feeling so nice as well. It's an additional new form of relationship that we have found through cyber infidelity. But but I think that's quite a key point then because the the impression that I had, and and I think a lot of from our questions, a lot of people have that impression, is that you've got to be the type of person who goes out and actively looks for it. What you're saying is that... You'll, you'll connect because you collect with so many people on so many different levels. 
one or two of them, you know, could actually lead you down to more and more and more, and slowly you get kind of sucked down this rabbit hole. Absolutely. You get sucked down inadvertently, and then when your partner discovers, it's like, oh, my goodness, you know, WTF. Sure. I had no, absolutely no idea that you would define this as cyber entity because you feel so fabulous. You sure. feel so alive. Mm-hmm. So why? Sh- and you're also you're in the same bed, and you're not exchanging bodily fluids. So what's wrong? Well, you know, it's not. Uh, the tagline of my book is, "It's not that I'm having sex or anything." Yes, yes, yes. So I mean, because it's a lot of it is, is uh, there's a lot of emotional side to this, uh, to this as well. So it's not. You, you say a lot of people hook up between one and five days after starting this, but there's got to be people who've never hooked up or have no intention yeah. to. Maybe the person they're connecting with happens to be in another country. But there's still, there's still this relationship technically going on. 100%. It is about, it's teaching us that emotional infidelity is as significant and as severe and feels as real as sexual infidelity. So we've got to throw away this notion that sexual bodily exchanges are really a real infidelity. Mm-hmm. It just isn't like that any longer. And in fact, that's probably for many people the, the, the most in, in, lacking of intimacy act that happens between people. The most intimate act, the most hyper-personal act happen when we disclose how we feel and that happens online in a much more progressive, accelerated and rapid rate. Uh, uh, kind of the, the days of you know going to the bar and going to the club um, and you know doing your flirting thing and eventually going home with someone, those days, I mean, have changed completely. So when people go on dates, the first thing they want to know is name and surname so, so they could go and research the person. Stalk. stalk. Research. Oh, research. <laughs> research. research. Stalk. Sorry. Same thing. Yeah. Um, and, and then – once you you don't have you kind of the looks to kind of fall back on, or you know you've got your text, and those texts could be really um, emotional, could be really hard hitting, and you could be ticking all the right boxes with this potential person. And the fact that they happen to be married in a relationship or whatever, that only comes out later. Yeah, it doesn't really seem to matter. Even uh, consider that on. Grinder and on Tinder, about 60% of the people are married and mm-hmm. misrepresenting themselves. Facebook is where most affairs, cyber infidelities happen. So it's not just people who are hooking onto a dating site for married wow. people. So I just wanted to know, um, I know you have the chapter in your book about the apps, dating apps and that kind of thing. And I know you had, I just wanted to know if you wanted to share a few of the rules with us that you mentioned in your book. The rules around dating apps. Mm. Dating online, yeah. yeah. Just to try and be as authentic as possible in summaries because you're going to get caught out. Mm. People are so suspicious. And what's happening with dating apps um, more than on a dating site is that we want immediate access to that person. So what researchers, current research has shown us that if you don't meet within three weeks of your first chat, you're going to lose the, you're going to lose the momentum. So if you really want, you want to meet real quick. Mm. And people are doing that, as we know, with these dating apps. So meet really quickly because you want to establish validity of who this person really is to make sure that they're not misrepresenting themselves. The biggest problem that's that's happening now, and the research has only been revealed now with these dating apps, is that it's led to something called lack of commitment. Um, you know, I experienced that as well when I was online because I put my profile up. And it feels as if we've all become totally commodified. Mm-hmm. That we're just another person who you're meeting within three days, four days, five days. You're just there to see, do you look like your photo that you've posted? Most times you don't. And <laughs> then once you get over that, you then you, well, you then move on. Yeah, it's you like you're looking for the next best thing, I, I think. Absolutely. Having tried dating you, apps. <laughs> you kind of, yeah, you get your 
car and you begin swiping again. Yeah. So what that led to is that none of us are really taking the time, if we depend only on those dating apps, to actually get to know somebody and to get past what we expect is the superficiality of this person, the looks of this person. What we should be doing is enduring a little discomfort, sitting on a date and another date and another date with one person who's captured your imagination online and even offline and sit with it for a little while. Commit to a few dates before going off and thinking that there is somebody better waiting for you in the wings. Unless they've obviously turned your stomach the first time around. Then don't, yeah. You know that you know that you've got to leave and that there are other options. But we really want to be sitting a little longer and testing out um, whether we can be satisfied. Because what we've shown shown from research is that this state of immediate accessibility of people is leaving us as humans unhappier. Mm. We're never satisfied with what we've got. We always think that there's something better waiting for us. Mm. Well, I mean, it, 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 a lot of it has seems seems to be the, this accessibility. We keep on going, kind of going back to it. A lot of our questions seems to be com- coming from that. The fact is, you've got a lot of time on your hands. You've got this device, and you go in it just for fun. Or you know, we've we've seen a lot of people who join these dating sites with no real intention of following through, just for fun. It all starts out with Game. just for fun. But it doesn't end up just being just for fun. It is a recreational activity. You know, the dating, as I've, I've said in my book, the dating scene has changed where before you'd be sitting in a bar, as you said, Luan, or mm. now it's become recreational. You're sitting around with a group of friends and you're laughing. You're, you're flipping through images and yes. you're saying, which one, which one? And you're hooking in. Um, it's become playful. And you know what? We want to have playfulness in our lives because life is pretty tough and pretty difficult. Um, unfortunately, we're using people for our playfulness because mm. we can. So to end off, what kind of quick tips can you give couples or people listening in this kind of predicament at the moment? Um, you know, what are the couple a, a quick things that they should be doing? I mean, besides obviously buying the book, obviously. But <laughs> what should they be doing today with their partners to try get back on track? I really would recommend that they use this as a teachable moment. I, I love these teachable moments when there is a trigger, which is what your, your radio show is doing, to have a conversation and to say, we better talk about our sex tech rules. What do you define as infidelity? What do I define as infidelity? I don't want to be going through the pain of being caught out. What do we define as privacy? How much privacy should we be entitled to in our relationship? What would you find... Um, unfaithful or breaking the vows that we do have if you found me chatting to somebody. I don't want to disclose everything. Should I be disclosing everything? So it's having a conversation with your partner around your sex tech lies and learning how to integrate that into your real-life relationship because they are here. The device is in your hand. Use it responsibly. Use it with great pleasure that it can bring you. Make sure that there aren't any secrets. You don't want to become a policeman surveilling somebody's phone. And you want to live with integrity and accept that your rules of relationship have changed. So you want to go and renegotiate them. Mm. Oh, a quick one, a quick one that just slid in right at the very end. Slid in. Oh, slid in. Yeah, well, what happens? I've been so good. I've been kept off these puns the <laughs> entire time. I mean, really. Okay, last one. Um, just what happens if you can't have that conversation with your partner? You're not, he's not open to it. She's not open to it. Um, no, you want to have it. You know it's the right thing to do, but you just don't know how to take that first step. What should they do? You're probably in a relationship where you can't have any kind of difficult conversation at all, so let's not blame technology. Right. You probably need to start with softer conversations that you find difficult to have, and it could be around much more 
uh, less loaded conversations because that's one of the reasons why people will go online and find a huge amount of, 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 of not only compensation but comfort because in your real life your relationships are not giving you what you want. That's one of the reasons mm-hmm. why. So work on your real life relationships and bring in a sex tech conversation as part of it when you feel ready for it. Okay, guys, I think we've got – I mean, there's so many more questions which we could go on and on and on. And I know you've got to go. You've got a show to prepare for. Um, but the f- important thing is um, the book is available where? How How can we get it? Okay, so the book's available at all major bookstores. I think there's only one left in South Africa called Exclusive Books. But it's available at independent bookstores as well in Joburg at Scoops and, and Book Lounge at independent bookstores all over South Africa and it's online of course of because course. we're global <laughs> and um, it's on Amazon.com and on my website DrEveShop.com so you can go and buy it there get an autographed copy from me um, I cool. am going to be yeah I'm going to be appearing in so many different places but please get you know get into a store and buy it and the other thing that I have done is I've created a whole new website where it's only sex, tech, and cyber infidelity chat. So get onto my website. It's MarleneVasserman.com. That's my real name. Woo-hoo. Hello, hello. Marlene.com. <laughs> yeah, I'm coming out. <laughs> and, Pleased uh, to meet you. <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, to the Rolling Stones, right? right. Um, and I am, that's for international purposes because I'm going global with this conversation. Um, cyber infidelity is something which is new and I am positioning myself as a thought leader globally around it. So that is a beautiful site to go and have a look at. But all my Facebook and Twitter is happening there, all the conversations, education. I'd love you, everyone, to join that, Um I go off to Lisbon in September to hmm. present the first ever non-monogamies and intimacy conference. A group of academics are gathering there to discuss all these different forms of non-monogamy and intimacy. And I'm very proud to say that out of, I think, over 100 people, academics who are coming, 80 of them are authors. Wow. Four, books, four books were chosen to present at the conference and Cyber Infidelity, my book, is one of them. Sure. I then am going on a global tour with Ashley Madison and going to be doing talking to the media and begin educating my, my peers, my um, clinician peers as well. So it really is a big initiative um, around educating people about cyber infidelity. So thank you Brilliant. for having me online with you. Fantastic. And then everybody, the podcast will be available straight after the show because our guys here are that phenomenal. So anybody who's missed anything, you want to kind of play it back on your mobile device, this is what it's for. Um, you can download it. Um, otherwise, um, Dr. Um, at Dr. Underscore Eve on Twitter. Um, you can kind of get a lot of the links down from, from that account. So thank you very much again. Good luck for your TED Talk. Thank you so much. Great thank conversation, you. everybody. That's it. Bye. So that was quite quite interesting. Um, I, I, the part that I kind of I took away from it um, is that I've always assumed people are out there looking for it, mm. but it seems to be it will find you. Mm. So as long as you're connected, it's going to find and you. And I think mm. communicating, like we were saying, you know, yeah. porn, I know some people think porn is cheating. Some people mm. think this is cheating. Sure. As long as you're open about it and you discuss it with your partner. I mean, you didn't enter into marriage thinking, okay, I'm going to shut myself yeah. off from this person. I just find it so strange. So, And if it's not something you're actually looking for actively, then you need to have this conversation before anything even mm. starts. So Definitely. Uh, but I think the qu- the question is, can people do it? So, in other words, you go to your, your honey over breakfast. Oh. And go, oh, <laughs> I had an idea. <laughs> we should have a list. Um, you know, you so, could send them a, a WhatsApp. Yeah, we should start sexting. <laughs> okay, so start sexting your partner maybe and go, 
about that. <laughs> Good news, yeah. bad news. You get more pictures. light of it, but I think no, it's no, but, quite serious. But, but I think that's the whole point, though, yeah. is that can you, how practical is it for somebody to have that conversation? Um, you know, somebody who's been doing it and now is feeling guilty, mm. I'm not so sure that they mm. could do it. They should, but could they? And I think the excuse of being physical not or not physical yeah. with that yeah. person, it's just, it, I, I can imagine people using that and it's just not Same. the same, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's like watching porn, I'm not doing anything, yeah. um, what's the big deal? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so to speak. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, but I think, look, I think, I think a, lot, a lot of information is in this book. Mm. Um, a lot of it kind of really kind of gets partners to, uh, maybe that should be the first hint. Look what I got you for your birthday. <laughs> we can read it together. together. And, and if he replies back with, see oh, attached. I'm caught out. Well, yeah, no, it, it's either that, oh, shit, I caught out, or see attached, and that's the name of my lawyer. Yeah, more. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. Houston, we have a problem. Okay, but I think, I mean, it's, it's, it's a real conversation that couples need to be having. Um, and in today's tech world, everything's connected, everything happens all the time. Um, Ashley Madison got hacked. 37 mm-hmm. million people's IDs are available. You know, to, um, if if they choose to sell them, you'd be pooping yourself, I think, mm. if you if you are one of those. <laughs> as, as I said last time, um, a, a lot of calls are made to the florist, to the jeweler, <laughs> and to the lawyer <laughs> in that order, just to make, to make all sure. on speed dial. You know, um, all right, guys. So that's another hour that just awesome. kind of flies past. So um, Claire, welcome back. Thank again. you for having me, Claire. What's your Twitter account? It's Claire Petra, C L A R E P E T R A. So you can get a hold of Claire that way. Please and, do. And um, <laughs> Vicky, my broadband, um, great story that you picked up originally. Thank you for making your debut with us. Oh, well, thank you for having me over. And how can we get a hold of you? So on Twitter, I'm Vicky Sidler, V-I-C-K-Y-S-I-D-L-E-R. And then you can also follow my broadband on Twitter. Obviously. <laughs> okay. uh, and you can go check out their site as well. Otherwise, being great conversation, guys. Um, so it's for me. It's um, at thetechieguy.com is the website. Um, alternatively, at Liron underscore S-E-G-E-V. And this wraps up yet another Talking Tech on Cliff Central. Talking Tech with the Techie Guy, Liron Segev on cliffcentral.com. <laughs>